Well, good morning, everyone. Just wanted to introduce our special guest this morning, uh, our missionary of the month, even. Uh, Mike Ford is the campus minister uh, for Reform University Fellowship at the University of Arkansas. Um, RUF, Reform University Fellowship, is the campus ministry of our denomination, the PCA. Uh, Mike is currently wrapping up his first year at the U of A. Mike did his undergrad work at Missouri, um, after which he did an internship at uh, the University of Georgia through RUF. Um, after his internship, uh, he went to Covenant Seminary in St. Louis, and fresh out of seminary, he was plunged right into RUF at Arkansas. Uh, Mike is married to Deanna. They have three kids, Luke, Eleanor, and Peter. Mike, uh, welcome. Uh, come tell us more about God's work at the U of A. So I thought what I'd do is take this time to give you a quick update on RUF, and I'll explain what that is for some of you all who don't know. And then I'll um, maybe give you an update about um, my family as well, we can pray for, and then also, um, what was I going to say? Question and answer. So that way, if you have any questions, we can do that, right? Like, that, that's helpful. So RUF, I'm, I'm an ordained minister in the PCA, which is what the denomination this church is a part of. And so what the PCA does is, because we care about college students, we actually ordain ministers and send them to the college campus. So I'm an ordained minister sent to the college campus, and my, the campus ministry of the PCA of this church is Reform University Fellowship, which is RUF. So um, Mike is the pastor of this church, right? These are his people. He's called to pastor y'all and love y'all. Like, I'm called to pastor and love the U of A campus and all the students there, if that helps you. And so I'm a teaching elder in the PCA. Um, and so I actually, what was cool about, just so y'all know a little bit about me, I played football at Wheaton College, small little D3 school. I broke my ankle, I lost 30 pounds, uh, did not want to play anymore. And so I transferred to Mizzou to get in-state tuition, and that's actually um, how I met RUF. I actually met a girl at a party, and she said she was going to RUF, and so I said, I am too, I love it. I've never been there before. Um, and through that girl and that interaction, I'm here right now. So it's just funny how God and his providence works, and I'm very thankful for it. And so I actually became a Christian in college. My wife became a Christian in college. And through RUF, we both grew in our faith in college. So like, college students mean the world to me. And what God does in college for college students means the world to me. And so I'm so thankful that y'all as a church make it possible for me to do that. I really am. So thank you. Uh, I get to do what I do. And um, so what I thought I'd do is say this. We have, I don't know if y'all know how college ministries work. But I thought it might be helpful to say we have three main avenues of ministry, ways that I connect with students. One is large groups, small groups, and one-on-ones, which is really how any sort of ministry really connects with people, right? We just kind of name it. Um, we're all about naming it in RUF. So large group, we meet on Wednesday nights, and what we do is we do some announcements, uh, we sing some songs, we pray, and then I preach, and then uh, we sing another song, and then we hang out and eat donuts or cookies or local coffee. And so uh, this semester, we went through the gospel in Genesis. And so it's an account of origins that shapes our lives, that if we understand who Jesus is, who we are, this world, then we need to understand what God says in Genesis, because that's where it all started. So it's been incredibly fun to see uh, my students grow and learn about the gospel through studying Genesis. So that's been really fun. Um, and then in small groups, well, you know what? Why don't we, why don't we just go through this together? Um, well, I'll finish by saying this. Clearly, I'm very prepared. I am prepared. I promise. I have this, right? Okay, so um, 
at the beginning of the year, I'm just finishing up my first year, just so you all know. And I, when I got here, the guy before me, Trey, was great. Um, and the ministry, when I had the first meeting, there was like seven students there. And so, I re, you know, a lot of students were connected to Trey, so they left with Trey, like this very normal. Um, and it was a little smaller, but it just reminded me like, oh, like this, I'm kind of like, we're restarting this kind of. And so I had to reorient my mindset. Uh, and by God's grace, you can see on this front picture of like the fruit that God has brought this year alone. And that these are eight seniors who graduated, either four of them from, with Trey, and so even Trey's work, there's fruit of it that I, he didn't get to see, and I hope he gets to see this picture. And then four that had come around this year. Um, and so that's been really enjoyable for me to see that. And so as you'll see on the front, we have, I'll do this. We'll go through seniors. So these are like real, oh, see I'm getting loud again. There it is, you know what I'm saying? Okay, I'm just going like this. Here are real faces of real students who have like been changed through RUF. Like you've legitimately changed the trajectory of these students' lives because of y'all's support in prayers. Like seriously. Um, and they, they mean a lot to me. Alex Johnson right here is a senior. He's been there all four years. And he said, I love the people and the teaching that come with being a part of RUF. Together they have grown my understanding and excitement for the gospel. Um, and stuff like that is what gets me up in the morning. It's like why I do my job. Because this guy now can like follow Jesus in this world. And he's been equipped to do so through the teaching of RUF. Um, so that, that means a lot to me in the community of RUF. And so on senior night, what I had each of them do is we had each of them give one piece of advice, and then, uh, which is always scary. And then um, it went okay. And then one thing they've loved about RUF. So you know, I could go down and I actually wrote down what they all said just to encourage me in moments of sadness. And, um, but so, so that's that for you. Bottom here is our last large group picture. Um, from this year. So this was taken literally four days ago. And so you just see how God's been kind to bring all these new faces to RUF and, um, and through our series of the gospel in Genesis. And then also right here, you hit two girls, Kelly and um, Taylor. And this is the Kyle Omega Greek Theater, by the way. Like, this is a pretty great part about my job. Like, I get to meet here and do Bible studies at the Greek Theater. But these two girls are coming to summer conference. And so we have... Now, when I wrote this, by the way, this is coming in the mail mid-May, but y'all are getting a sneak peek, okay? You got a little early. But we have, I had 15 at this time. We now have 18 students going to summer conference, and um, that is, like, incredible to me. So what summer conference is, is a time, think about this. You've just worked for a year in studies in school, right? You've been having an existential crisis every other week because you don't know who your friends are, what you're going to do for the future. You don't know about your parents, all that. And... You get a chance to go to the beach where you have seminary-trained campus ministers teach you on a particular topic, so they have seminars in the morning. Did you ever go to summer conference? Oh, so let he tell you after this. Um, and so you get to teach on, like, how to read the Bible, how to pray, covenant theology, justification, apologetics, all this stuff, right? Um, how to fight fair, anger, pornography, uh, how to do friendships in real life, what is the meaning of the church, like all these things that they get to talk about and taught and with their friends. And then you get to go hang out with your friends for the beach for the afternoon. And it's just a week, a week of rest where they can rest in the gospel of grace. And so at RUF, we want to tell these students that we don't just want to use you, but we also want to pour into you. And in fact, I've had a number of students say, the one thing I like about RUF is that I feel like I'm actually getting poured into as well instead of being used, whereas some of their experience with other ministries. And um, that's good. That's a good thing. That, like, as you all know, when you taste grace, that it changes you so that you are now called to serve. You've been embraced by God's love, and now that you're called to extend that love to others. 
In RUF, because of the gospel of grace, we're doing that. And that's what Summer Conference is about. And so if, if y'all want to, uh, I said if money is the only issue, then you're going to come. And so because of that, we've had about seven or eight. So there's five here, but there's seven or eight now. I, that it's about $1,850. I've already had one donor give $1,000. So that means there's $850 left. So if y'all want to, $20, $50, $100, it's tax deductible. You're actually enabling, and I can give you the names. Olivia, Nathan, Ben, Leah Johnson, uh, Bailey, uh, Megan and Julia McGill, and there's one more, Caroline. Those are eight students right there that you, if you give 20 bucks, 50 bucks, are legitimately enabling them to find rest on the summer conference. So just, if y'all want that, the, the brochures are out there and y'all can give in that way. That would be fantastic. Um, and I'm not asking for myself, I'm literally asking for them, right? Like these are, uh, these faces. Like here's one of them actually who needs a scholarship. So there you go. Okay, I'll do the pray at the very end, the prayer at the very end. Okay, so on the back side, all right, so this is one of those weird mailers to save money, so they cut it in half. So flip it up to the Bible study part. Um, this is a picture of me and all the dudes from KA. We did a Bible study. And it was like the most refreshing part of my week because we're going through Mark studying who Jesus is. And they're like, I mean, like heresies getting flown all over the place. And they're just like, because they're just trying to understand who Jesus is. They have no idea. They have no concept. And it's, it's been one of the best parts of my job to sit with them as they try to figure that out. So that has been incredibly important to me. Uh, and so these faces mean a lot to me and to see how... It, like one of them said, one of them was like, I had no idea that the Old Testament like mattered. Like as we study Mark, you have to go in the Old Testament, right? Because he quotes it, and the gospel starts in Genesis of, at creation. You know, like that's and that's why in Mark one two it says the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And what does it do? It quotes the Old Testament. Why? Because the gospel actually begins in the Old Testament, the promise um, in Genesis three that someone's going to come from the line of Adam and Eve and crush a serpent's head. And I'm saying Jesus is the fulfillment of that, okay? The fulfillment of that gospel promise. And they are figuring that out. Like, that's amazing. So that's really cool. Um, and then you flip it over. So a couple things. So bottom right, this is dessert night. Um, one of the things I'm trying to get my students to understand is that evangelism, what that means is actually um, you don't actually have to go to a random person to talk to them, although that, that's okay sometimes in certain environments. But what RUF emphasizes is that within your spheres of influence, your studies, your school, your engineering, you know, labs, your intramurals, people on your, on your floor, that is actually a sphere in which you have influence in relationships with these people. And you're called to be a witness to them there, like where God has already placed you. And so these kind of events like dessert night in our house are actually outreach events in my mind of where you can invite your non-Christian friends to come hang out um, and get a taste of gospel-centered community. So that's been really fun. Um, and they're a great crew. That's my wife in the back. She's awesome. And that guy is 6'7". He's very tall. He's graduating. Uh, and so because RUF has been growing, this is God miraculously brought us female staff. So this is Carrie Justly. Um, she has been an intern with, or not an intern, she worked on staff with a church called Park City Prez in Dallas. So it's a very large church down there. And actually... Um, the senior pastor there, Mark Davis, his daughter is a freshman in RUF. And she's like, you can't really tell, but she's this one. And she loves RUF. And so we have about 50% of our RUF people are from Dallas, Texas area. And so because of her connection with Dallas, I mean, she knows Kara. Like, she, like, worked with Kara. She mentored Kara in high school. So, and I could, Whit Obenchain, um, well, it's not in this picture. Whit Obenchain, um, 
who else is there? Joey Jekyll, Ben Warren, Miranda, and so these are all people that she already knows. So God has brought her into this path. She, she was just working with MTW in Cambodia with human trafficking. For a number of reasons, that didn't work out. And so um, she was looking for a place to serve, and there's only like five female full-time staff members for RUF. So it's like incredible that God brought her here to Arkansas. And so just so you all to keep praying for her, she's going to move in July. And for all these girls, as we have a ton more girls coming to RUF, and I was the only one this year trying to pursue, train up leaders to reach out to freshman girls as well. It's just really, really nice. Um, and also my wife would love to be more apart, but we got three little kids, right? And so she's like taking care of that. I mean, we're tired at like 8 o'clock and we want to go to bed. Um, and so it's just, she is also very excited for Carrie. So you can pray for that. But that's another new developing uh, excitement for me. And then here's probably been my favorite thing this semester. So above is a freshman, sophomore, two juniors, a senior, and a 29-year-old man discussing Jesus' profoundly difficult command, do not be anxious. Uh, the gospel really does bring everyone together. And so this is kind of the same picture for here. Had about five of them this semester throughout the week. We would meet for 25 minutes and have Bible studies on the U of A campus in the Greek theater. Um, and it looked like here, I'll set this down. It looked like this. Um, very simple thing. I've been reading a book by James K. Smith, this Christian philosopher. I think he's at Calvin College. But he talks about how what you love shapes who you are, which I think is uh, important. And so, and how the, our daily habits sort of shape us. And the campus, of course, has its own liturgy, right? It has its own culture has its own way of going about things. You, know, you have class, and you have a 30-minute break, and then you, you have a professor meeting, then you have a lab meeting, then you have lunch. And so what I want to do is work within the campus you know, schedule in a way that we can connect with Jesus and one another as we go throughout our week. And so that helped me think through this, these 25-minute Bible studies in between classes, where it's not taking up all your time, but we're coming together, uh, meditating on Jesus, and then going about our day to what he's called us to do. So that's been really great, and that's unique to the college campus, right? Like, you can't do that as a family, as a adult, right? So I'm trying to take advantage of what we can do. And so all it is is we just do a simple, we do a psalm reading, a call to prayer. I have an Old Testament reading, um, and I will give you rest, which is what Jesus says. Come to me, I'll give you rest. That's probably what he's thinking about when he said that. And then we do a discussion question of what does Jesus mean by that? How does that affect our lives? We take a few minutes to meditate by ourselves, which is incredibly awkward but wonderful at the same time as we just sit there trying to think about this. And then we come together, we discuss maybe what that looks like, and then we do a written prayer together and go our way. And it's just been like my favorite thing in the entire world. So we've had about 20 students involved uh, in that, and all of them have said that was their favorite thing this semester. So that's been really cool. Um, and so I'll finish by, and then we can do question and answer about anything you all want to talk about, anything. Um, um, so here it is. So our last small group on Sunday nights, we've been going through what does it mean for, for us as followers of Jesus to engage culture? And that if we take the metaphor seriously of Matthew 5, where Jesus says, be salt and light, um, if we take those seriously, then that means we are called to not only uh, be a part of culture, to bring flavoring to it, um, but also we're called to be a light in it, for people to, to reveal who God is and the real God of this world, who loves this world, who died for this world and is saving this world through the death of his son, and what that means for us. And so it's been a wonderful time for us to navigate that together. And at the end of the semester, instead of kind of going through that, I just said, hey, why don't, um, I would love to hear how God is, what God has been teaching you this semester and shaping you. It doesn't have to be about the small group, whatever. And um, I'll just share maybe some stories of what some of the people said. 
Uh, one of them, Kyle said, um, he's a junior, and he says, you know, I've realized that testing is one of the best ways that God has refined me and humbled me, and I'm actually grateful for the fact that he has tested me. What an like, incredibly mature thing to say. Um, Lauren, she's a senior, she's, uh, she's graduating, well, she wouldn't, but she is, because she's been so good with the girls, I mean, reaching out to them. And, um, but she said, you know, God has been really patient with me in my doubts and my questions, and knowing that he doesn't give up on me if I have those, and that I'm learning to embrace that the way God made me is okay, and not, not in the sense of her sinful part, but in her temperament, her personality, right? Like, she's a go-getter, she's driven. And I think she has a lot of shame with that. And so for her to say, I'm okay with, like, I'm learning to embrace that God has made me, and how can I serve him with it? Now, that's incredible. Kara is that freshman um, pastor's daughter, Kara Davis. And she said, uh, you know, I, there was no reason why I came to Arkansas. I just kind of came on a whim. But now I've learned to really trust God's providence in it all, because through RUF, through coming to Arkansas and through RUF, um, I've had a community that I would not have had before. And then she said, and actually, it frees me up because I know I'm not in control. So that's been really cool, too. Uh, Stuart is a sophomore engineering guy. And he says, you know, I realize I'm pretty prideful. And that pride uh, makes you not want to change or help others. So God's working in his life with pride. That's fun to see. And then Theo said, and this is the last one. Theo said, I'm beginning to see the bigness of the gospel applying uh, to not just myself, but to actually serving others with my time into serving God's kingdom rather than serving myself. Um, so those are just like five stories of how God has been shaping these students' lives through RUF. So it's, I mean, that's like, it's like, I just could read that all day. Um, and I've got a ton more quotes, but I won't. I've got, I've got more right here. i got to stop myself. So that's kind of an update. I don't know. It's kind of hodgepodge, but um, welcome to my brain. So I don't know if y'all wanted to do question and answer um, that'd be awesome. Anything y'all want to talk about, clarification on what I do, what does my day look like, et cetera. That, the other thing I'm realizing is that I need help as well. And so that's why Carrie's coming. But also, you can pray for this too. I started a servant team, which is about 15 students came who are committed to in some way serving the campus through RUF. And so that will allow us to, um, it'll allow, I think what I told them was, look, if you're a Christian, God already calls you to serve. Like, that's just part of the deal. Like, I didn't put that burden on you. God put that burden on you, right? Like, um, you know, Jesus says, I didn't come to be served, but to serve. And then he says, in a, in a, a pupil's not above his master. So if Jesus came to serve, then we're called to serve. So I was like, that's already there. What I want RUF to do is provide a means in which you can serve in the ways that he's already gifted you. And so I'm actually using RUF and the servant team. I'm telling them, this is a way for you to get trained to actually serve God in the local church when you leave here, to be equipped. And I was like, and you are not going to get this opportunity when you leave, in my opinion, of what you're saying, where you get the freedom to fail, to figure out who you are, what your gifts are. And I'm telling you right now, if you're on a servant team and, with, and you, if you're just an RUF, I'm, like, you have that freedom in a gospel community to actually figure out your gifts and who you are and fail. And so um, that's been really fun, too. So you can pray for that because we got about 15 students, and I, I need to figure out we're going to do a retreat. We're going to have six meetings a year. I'm going to do some teaching, but I need to figure out specifically how I want to shape them um, to equip them as they serve in the local church when they leave. The prayer on the other side. So um, summer conference, pray for my family, blah, blah, blah. Pray for me. I need it. Uh, but my wife, so she's amazing to deal with me. 
And she has just been diagnosed with RA. And so, like, her joints, like, her elbows and her knees get swollen and they, they hurt. And so, like, she can't, like, you know, some days it's way better than others she doesn't feel. Other days it's way worse. So she can't, like, pick up our Peter sometimes, you know, or other kids. So um, the phrase she kept saying was to herself, I just don't have time for this. And she said, and I know that I can't say that because, like, this is what's happening. This is reality. So you guys could pray for us in that way, just with little kids um, and how I can serve her better and also just to give her, I don't know, peace is probably the right word, but it doesn't seem strong enough to me. But for that kind of thing where you're dealing with, you're trying to take care of these kids and yet you've got this pain. Yeah. Um, so Luke is four years old. He's riding a bike like a champ. He's talking like crazy, and he tells his kids, his siblings, what to do. Um, and he's he's really great, though. He's really fun. He's counting, so he can count to over a hundred now. So we read books, and all he does is count the numbers at the bottom. I'm like that's great. You know, you're learning. Uh, Eleanor, we call her sissy. She's two years old, and she uh, is crazy and fun, and we love her. And um, she's like, like. She's potty trained. I don't know. I could share so many stories about that, but um, she's been really great. I'm trying to think. Peter is just now starting to walk. He's like 15 months. And we're going to summer conference at the beach, and I'm like, for the love, dude, you got to walk by then. So we've been training him for the last two weeks, but I told him today, I left a note this morning on the counter. I said, you cannot walk today because I want to see it. So um, he's got to wait a day. So that's kind of what's been going on a little bit with our family. Great question. So what I'm going to do is, I don't know what Trey did in the past. What I'm going to do is a summer RUF just where on Tuesday nights they come, and we'll probably do it at different houses of the students in my house, but then we just have a little Bible study and then just fellowship, and, then, and, and that's probably all I'll do. Uh, what they say is, um, and I'll probably, actually a couple with them, I'll go through Galatians and one guy. Um, uh, for guy issues, we're going to do another thing with a couple of the guys. But that's kind of all it is. They say, because I'm working 65 hours, like in the fall and in the first part of the spring, they say in the summer you can cut those hours back a little bit. So to rest and rejuvenate, and if you don't, and I'm feeling it. And they're like, if you don't, you're going to be worthless. So I'm going to cut the hours back a little bit just for the summer while we do that. But that's the plan, probably seven or eight weeks. I think we might go through a gospel, or we might do Tim Keller's Gospel and Life series, or we might go through uh, wisdom literature. I've got to decide that. Because I feel like none of my students really know what the Old Testament's about. Oh, great question. So obviously... I mean, I'd mentioned it, uh, pornography is huge. But some of the other main things I think that our, our cultures are going through is uh, depression and anxiety is just like skyrocketing. I think I mentioned this last time, but last year before I got here, the counseling department on the U of A campus had to turn students down because they didn't have enough counselors for the students' requests. And they're expanding that. But to me, you know, with, with a campus with so many college ministries, I mean, this is an opportunity for the church. Like, I'm, I'm actually for that, too. I'm for counseling, but um, I, this is an opportunity for the church to have these students, you know, to have a pastor. So I, I'm still working through what that means. Um, I've done counseling before, and it's been incredibly helpful to process things. And so that's a main thing, depression and anxiety. I'll also say most of my students, I think, don't have friendships. They don't have real friends. Um, and I just had a, had a hard talk with a student last week who was like, you know we're hanging out every week, right? Like, and he made, he's made comments like that before. 
And I said, hey, do you have other friends to talk to? And he doesn't. And I was like, because you're going to put this burden on me that I can't bear. And you're going to make this relationship something it wasn't meant to be. And because I want you to have a full, healthy, orb life, like, I want you to have peer relationships where you feel known and not rejected. Um, because God knows us and doesn't reject us. He rejected Jesus for us. And so that's another big thing to pray for, is that as my students try to learn how to like, have a relationship, it's incredibly difficult, I think, in, in our culture. Because, well, I don't want to go into all that. So those are some of the two main things, I think. Depression, anxiety, and like actual friendships um, that I'm having a lot of conversations with with my students. Well, totally. I mean, some of this is no, a couple couple things. Some of this is like a large scale presence. So, like, RUF on 140 campuses is helpful, right? Um, so that people can hear it from their buddies who went to Ole Miss, to Tennessee, to UGA. Oh, RUF, check out RUF. Um, some of that is, uh, you know, because people have heard of Crew in Young Life. There's a big one at Arkansas called Student Mo, Student Mobilization. Have you guys heard of that? Stumo. It started at Arkansas anyway. It's huge. Um, so some of that's that. Um, yes, there's literature going out and all that. Some of it's connecting with the students from PCA churches who have heard of RUF. Some of that's the calling of the local churches is actually trust RUF and trust that they're students to that. So I'm getting, I have a lot of contacts from Memphis, um, some Little Rock, tons of Dallas. Um, and then also, some of it is just like the hard work of, and I, and I hate this term. I do not like this term. Let me say it like that. Uh, brand recognition. Some of it is just, you know, I just want, you know, the more familiar you get with something, the more you begin to trust it to some degree. And for them just to see the RUF logo on campus a lot, to say, oh, this is a thing here, even though we don't know what it is. And that way, um, so like we have yard signs. We do the orientation fairs. I try to go there for the freshman orientation fairs over the summer. I try to be there just so these students can see my face, that I'm a recognizable face. I had one girl at our church go, oh, like, are you a, a professor at the U of A? And I was like, yes, that's a success. That means I'm on campus a lot, and you've recognized my face. Um, and, but, and so those are all ways that we do it. Um, you know, we might have, like, a snow cone stand, or we might set up a thing and just give out water bottles in the fall. Um, and then also, part of it really is just also friends, and, and inviting friends. And also this thing, this was all up in the freshman dorms. So like all the dorms had this on there. So you know the RUF logo right there. So those are a couple of the ways. And of course, you know, my first year here I made a lot of mistakes. And so I'm trying to figure out how to be a better job of getting that out there. So it's a good thing to think about. Yeah. That's right on. I, I was talking to a guy who's in Pike and he got involved with Stumo. And I was like, hey, just help me understand. Uh, what do you like about Stumo? I'm trying to learn about these other ministries. And he just said, oh, it's like cool. Like me and my nine like pledge brothers, we all go together. I was like, oh, so that's why you like it, because you just get to go with your friends. So some of it's not rocket science. Some of it's just like friends are going to come because their friends are there. Uh, and I'm okay with that, because um, they're going to hear the gospel. So yeah, you're right on with that. It's awesome. Yeah, part of what I do, too, is I meet with 12 to 15 students a week. And some of that's uh, counseling them through its, you know, some relational issues with their families, with their friends. And some of it's like... One, one, one uh, group we went through, this girl and this guy went through uh, Far as the Curse is Found, which is a book about covenant theology. And so these students are like eating up covenant theology. And so, I mean, I've talked about election, I've talked about justification, I've talked about sanctification. That's another issue. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, as far as in the theological realm, none of my students, in my opinion, I'm overstating it, 
I'm sure some do. Yes, of course some do. Most of my students don't really know that God loves them. They don't know. They, don't have, they have zero assurance. And so what I'm constantly doing, what they keep trying to do is they think if they do enough, they go to enough Bible studies, do enough prayer, that God will actually love them. And I said, look, God already loves you because he died for you. And because he died for you, that means you've been justified by faith, by grace. And because of that, that means that works itself out in sanctification. So that means it works itself out in the renewal of you as a whole person. So that's another thing to pray for. It's like, I feel like this whole time in Gospel and Genesis, I've just been trying to convince them that the Gospel is a story of love. For God so loved the world that he sent his son. Like, it's a story of love for you. He actually loves you. And because of that, that should change you. Um, so I have a lot of those conversations, too. Just like, where do I have... So Arkansas is unique, right? There's not a lot of PCA churches. I probably have, out of the 35 that came to our last large group, I mean, I probably know 70 to 80 students, but I probably have seven to eight PCA kids. So I don't... It's a small sampling. So I, all that are coming to mind are not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think last I counted, there was 25 campus ministries. So, um, yes, I just found out there might be some, like, prayer meeting between the leaders. Oh, I'm sorry, so I'm thinking of something different. Yes, Council of Religious Organizations called Crow is, if you are a religious organization in campus ministry, you are part of Crow, Council of Religious Organizations. So we all come together, and there's, there's been service projects together, absolutely. There's, um, we do a table together. So that's there. But on a like, more, less institutional level, um, there's like a prayer meeting, I think, between a couple of the leaders. But um, I just found out about that, so I'm going to see if I can get a part of that. <laughs> I don't know when to answer that. I, look, I, I don't know. I'm still learning. I'll say this. I, I'll say this to help frame the discussion, though. College is an incredibly transformative time because you leave everything that you've known for 18 years. You've been shaped by that for 18 years, that environment, those people, that, that education, that church. And you get thrown to university where you get people who don't have that experience, and they're a lot different than you, and they think differently than you. And you've got professors who think way different than you. And so it just messes with you. And, so, and you have unlimited freedom to do what you want. No one's there checking up on you. And you have the, you know, the campus liturgies of the fraternities and sororities, which, for good or ill, shape, shape the students that I, I'm talking to. And so what, I don't have an answer to your question. I need to think more about it. I don't feel qualified to answer that question. But I will say that some of the, transforming, some of the transformation that happens in college isn't necessarily tied to the experience itself and might not be actually an indictment or failure of churches or the church. Could be, but might not be. Um, because even like some of, the, some of the students who are like rock solid, you know, they're like changing right now. They're totally transforming. And that's a good thing. Um, and that's why it's so, I think, important that REF is there to help shepherd them through that. So I, that's the best I'm going to leave all alone. Yeah. Um, well, that's actually one of the things that I'm like processing right now because it's been my first year. So you can pray for me for some real friendships my age. That'd be really great. Uh, I tried to, I'm trying to go to the basketball on Thursday mornings at the Y. There's a bunch of men from the area that play. But the problem is we had large group on Wednesday night. So I want to get home to like past 11. And I'm like all amped because of, a, you know, I just saw like 40 people. And so I don't really fall asleep till after midnight. So the wake up at, you know, 4.35 to go play at 5.30 was like, that only happened once. And I think I only got like two hours of sleep that night. And I was terrible for the next two days. So 
you could pray for that. Um, I do have some pretty great pastors there who uh, did RUF. Um, for two, two guys, uh, Hunter and Billy, did RUF for seven years each, so they understand it, so they've been great. And then also, um, uh, Paul Sagan's also been great at Covenant. I've met with him once or twice a semester. Um, and then... Uh, I have a pastor on the committee that shepherds me that calls in. So, you know, there are, play and I have other friends who are, who are in pastoral ministry that I connect with. So that's all great. I think the main need I have right now, though, is in my actual geographical location, somebody I can actually see face-to-face -face and talk to. That'd be nice. So you could pray for that. My wife's doing great. She's got plenty of friends. I'm like, how do you, how do, you do that? She's like, I'm not weird. You know, that's how you do it. And I said... You're so right. Yeah, no. So there are a ton of different ways. So RUF is one of the five uh, agencies of the PCA, which means that it's connected to the PCA, um, yet it also has, like, sort of have its, its own little leadership system. And so the way that, you know, this is a question I'll just call my boss up. Um, a way that it gets started on campuses is that they're trying this new thing where they do a lot of church plant. If it's a new place, like I don't know, what university is it? Uh, they might have one now. I don't know how long. Okay. Yeah. But I th who is the guy there? I can't. Andy Wood, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's actually, uh, they're at week three, and so he's actually the leader of summer conference week three. So I've been emailing him. Um, so normally what they do, though, is they actually plan a church with the RUF. So that way, you know, there's not loneliness. And there's, it's been so great to say, one of the main things I tell my students is, hey, there's a church you can, you know, where do you go to church? Here, come to the Christ community. And one freshman guy, like literally three weeks ago, Doug McClay, said, dude, that was awesome. I love singing a doxology, you know. So, um, so that's one way that happens. Some of it's right based on financially. Some of it's based on... Um, the history there, some of it's based on getting the right guy. Like they, right now, I think RUF has a decent amount of money saved up for church planning for Jonesboro, Arkansas State, but we just, they haven't been able to find a guy. So there's a lot of moving pieces that, and, and the sustainability, both financially and of the minister in the ministry. So that's how the, the long answer, or the short answer is, you like tell me and I call my boss and y'all talk, um, if that's possible. But there's a lot of moving pieces that I like, kind of don't want to know about. Um, just want to do, do my job here, but yeah. That's a good question. And I think that that's actually one. So, you know, you get there because there's 25 campus ministries. I remember in the fall, I was like, what am I doing here? Like, what? Um, and that's actually one of the distinctions, I think, that RUF brings is this, uh, that I'm an ordained minister and that it's a go like we're gospel-centered. So like a lot of the other ministries are great. They're doing the Lord's work. I'm thankful for them. Um, but they either emphasize missions or they emphasize one-on-one um, -on -one discipleship. And so what I tell my students is what we emphasize is the gospel, and that, that actually influences all these other areas. The gospel is big enough for that. So yeah, it's very receptive. We don't have any, any issues with the university or anything. And I don't foresee that happening probably for at least another five years, in my opinion. So. I am thankful for that.